Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening. Welcome to the world of Selena. Welcome, welcome one and all to the sixth and final interview of our Rebel Captain's Misery. We do have some content warnings for you guys for this episode. This is weapons, fantasy violence, imagery of blood, complex relationships, depiction of assassination, and mentions of police inner workings, or ACAB, as we will put it. We find ourselves in the year 311, post-ascension, in the city of Mojira, in the Venmark Republic. It is a beautiful day in the city city of tall spires and skyscrapers intertwined with trees and roots and greenery. A celebration in the streets. Many dancing and laughing and having fun. There is one that most don't notice. A glint of light off of a piece of glass that most wouldn't notice in the background a couple blocks away on the top of a building is the subject of our interview today. Misery, if you wouldn't mind telling us a little about yourself and what you're doing. Uh, Misery is a ranger she is humanoid, some would say. Uh, she has black hair and yellow or hazel eyes. Uh, she wears mostly black. And a black veil, like she's attending a funeral. Uh, today I'm standing on, or laying on top of this building uh, with my trusty sniper rifle, looking down the sights at a target. As you watch the target laugh and drink with those around him, 
he's a uh, hobgoblin man about four feet tall, reddish skin, uh, a full-ish scraggly beard, uh, and hair tied up in a ponytail. He seems to be the life of the party, but you know the truth. I'm about to be the unlicensed party. You know what this man truly is, and what he does. You watch as he dances, and he moves, and he stops for a moment to drink his drink, which is the perfect opening. What do you do? I will clear my head. I see that there's a few people at the party dancing to a waltz, and to help clear my head, I'm going to try and hum along to what I imagine that waltz is. And it works. I'm able to steady my breathing, steady my aim, my fingers just on the trigger, about to pull it. Perfect moment. Shot rings out. Bullet soaring through the air. And in your scope, you see the splatter of blood and brain matter hitting the people around him. Some poor woman's white dress stained and covered as he crumbles to the ground, lifeless. Screams ring out as everybody runs away and some run to check on him. And you hear a voice behind you. Quite an amazing shot. He could really use someone like you. I'm definitely panicked by this. I think I don't even look behind me and I just jump off the building. I think I've been made. You, uh, as you jump off the building, um, this person kind of looks over the ledge and is just like, oh. Not what I thought would happen, but I guess my fault for sneaking up on you. Uh, and they also jump off the building after you. I'm running. Um, you. I got some. I got some wicked good acrobatics going. <laughs> you um, are able to um, land and safely, no problem as this isn't your first time do showing such acrobatic form. Um, and this person just goes, wait, I, I would like to talk to you. I'm not, I'm not a police officer. I'm not anybody that's going to get you in trouble. Just give me one chance. I turn around and point my gun at him. He respects that. <laughs> um, hands up. Showing obvious 
surrender, but also determination in his face. And he looks at you through dark sunglasses as green snakes royal and hiss from the top of his head. Uh, you have the upper hand. I have no weapon. Uh, you may ask any question that you would like, and I will answer honestly, as I should have thought of a different way to confront you and not make you think that I was somebody that was going to hurt you. I really don't think that you're, you'd be the one that can hurt me. I mean, I'm the one with the gun. But I do want to know, since you say you were no cop, can you prove it? Uh, how does one prove they're not a cop? Well, I think legally, if you say you're not a cop, I don't think you can, you, you're can. you a cop, right? Is that the law? I believe so. I have no badge. Uh, also, cops are stupid. I mean, ACAP, am I right? They're, they're pawns for a system that we're trying to destroy. Alright, how about you, with one hand, turn out your pockets, uh, show me you ain't got no weapon... Well, right. You see, with his one hand, he turns out all of his, like, jacket pockets and the pockets on his pants. And even, like, lifts the legs of his pants to show that he has no weapons hiding in his boots. Okay. I take a few steps forward toward him, and I'm going to ask, uh, so, um, who are you? Uh, my name... And how did you find me? Uh, my name is Xander Vellum. Uh, I am accumulating a organization with a group of colleagues. I uh, may have seen light glinting off of your scope from down on the street, and a friend with a little bit of magic may have helped me get up to you so quickly. Whoa. You got friends here? Uh, yes, they are waiting at uh, a secret place in case you would like to join us. Well, I ain't following a stranger to a second location, that's your asking. Would you like me to call them here? No, I think I'll follow you. But if you try anything funny, well, and I kind of, like, emphasize that I have a gun. You have a gun. I am not a dumb man. We'll see about that, Tip. Certainly. Uh, follow me, if you please. Um, and he leads you uh, down a couple other alleyways and taps three times on a brick wall and lines kind of like crackle through it and open up as a door um, as the, the wall kind of talks and goes, hey boss welcome back uh, and he's just like thank you Willie, uh, this is hopefully a new friend and colleague they are good to come through my gun is still pointed at him like, 
I made him walk this whole time, hands in the air. Nope. I'm still he pointing is at him. doing whatever he can to make you trust him, or at least understand that he's not going to hurt you. Uh, uh, Willie, the wall go uh, golem, closes behind you guys as everything lights up, and the inside of this place almost looks like that of a tea shop. But there are no windows to the outside, and you see behind the bar is a um, an elven woman with dark black hair and pale skin and long pointed ears and some piercings uh, along her face and ears with a long black dress uh, that looks like it has lace spider webs uh, embroidered all over it. And she smiles and goes, well, it's nice to see that you brought a friend this time. Instead of coming alone, Xander. I'm Maven. It's nice to meet you. Would you like a cup of tea? Uh, yeah, that sounds lovely. I think I will enjoy it. What kind would you like? I got, like, 30 different types of teas. I'm eyeing this lady, and can I do, like, insight or something to see how she feels about me pointing a gun? Yeah, at go right ahead. You can absolutely roll insight on, uh, Maven. I'm an excellent judge of character, by the way. 26. 26? Talk about excellent. Uh, 19 plus 7. <laughs> Damn. Uh, first roll uh, that... My roguish expertise. Uh, first roll that I've recorded of the season. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, you see that she finds it funny, actually. Uh, almost as if this isn't the first time Xander's gotten into a instance like this and she is honestly just mixing tea and wants to talk and get to know new people okay I think I will lower my gun uh... you hear kind of like a sigh of relief come out of Xander as he sits down at a stool at the bar um in the corner of the room, you do see that there are three other people. Uh, and Xander goes, are you all going to introduce yourself? Or allow our guest to just be in mystery? And you see a dwarven man hops off of his seat and goes, <laughs> You think that they're going to be in mystery for us? Dorval Lighthammer, how can I be of your service? And he, like, from where he is, even though you're taller than him, offers his hand up to shake. I grasp it, a little shaky. Still a little confused of what's going on. Uh, he shakes it and goes, Those two are my colleagues, Lorelai and Hilya. We are creating an organization that will write this country to what it should be, as there are things going on by the government, or those trying to be in the government, 
That shouldn't be happening. Well, I agree with you there. This place has definitely got its no shortage of its rotten folk. But what do you think more people can do about it? Uh, at this point, Lorelai stands up and you see this Herringon woman who is way taller than any other Herringon you have seen. She is also burly, broad-shouldered and takes up space. She's about six and a half feet tall, muscular, and she smiles and goes... Not much. Which is why we are building. We need more than this, and... We think you would be a perfect fit. We need somebody with your capabilities, especially the ones that you showcased today. Well... I'll admit, I'll be the first to admit that I can't do this alone. So, how about we use each other? Smart choice of words. I will help you with your revolution, and you'll just help me find these names on this list. You've got a deal. And what can we call you? Well, you can call me Misery. Welcome to the Rebellion, Misery. And she offers her hand to you. I'll shake her hand, too. Misery loves company. That it does. And as you shake hands and make this deal, this mutual understanding of use between all of you, we flash forward about five years. to the city of Galoya. Rain pelting down as you look across the city from this building top. Your scope searching the party for the one face you know you're looking for. That name that can get you ever so closer to getting that name off of your list. The man running for commissioner, Preston Finch. You hear a voice in your head. It's Maven. All right, Misery, Preston should be joining party in a moment. 
Keep an eye out for him. I know you won't miss your shot, so I don't gotta say that. I've been on enough missions with you to know that you'll do what you gotta do. He's entering the door now. And as she says that, the door is open. And a human man with dark auburn hair tied up in a ponytail walks in in a three-piece suit with guards around him and he stops to cheer and could you give me a perception check please as you're looking through your scope sure so this is the guy that is uh, he's not becoming commissioner himself oh yeah sorry working for him yes he's working for the guy running for commissioner my fault gotcha yes Derek? Did you get a nat 20? I got a nat 20. It does a little animation! (laughs) Misery. As you are looking through your scope and watching, waiting for the right moment to take your shot on Preston, you see movement behind him in the scope. And your heart jumps a little bit, thinking that it's the person on your list. But in reality, it's just another person. With a napkin held up. God. It says, me too, ooh-woo. Not this guy. And as you read the note, and your scope is on the center of Prussian's head. You hear a message again. All right. The time to take the shot should be coming up any second. It's your choice. Just ignore the guy in the background. He's, he's annoying. We've dealt with him before. Um, this is like the sixth mission in a row this guy I know. Up. It's just... It... it, it I'm, I'm, I'm going to do something to try to stop him, but he just gets in the way and, you know, just take the shot. I trust you. Uh, I'm going to try to get my guys out of here before there's a problem when you take the shot. And you see um, as a black, a shadowy figure walks past the background of the scope, you see the man with the the napkin note being dragged off out of your sight with the shadowy figure and the shot is open to you whenever you want to take it okay uh i'm going to get into like a groove uh i'm going to clear my mind and i think i'm going to start humming a song like a Mm -hmm. waltz and i'm going to time my shot with a moment in the waltz that would be more impactful. It's just the, the the process that goes through Misery's head when she's aiming down her sights is she clears her mind by imagining herself dancing to a waltz or a tango. Depends on the situation. Yes. As you hum the waltz and wait for your shot to open up, you're humming 
it's an impactful part of the waltz as Preston raises a glass in a toast to the party. Smiles and cheers and laughter of the people around him. Despite what he's done, it's a beautiful moment to end his life in. He should be happy. And I take the shot. And the shot crashes through the window and splatters through his brain just the same way it did all those years ago when you met Xander and Maven and Hilya and Dorval and Lorelai. And alarms start blaring. And the lights go off. And you hear Maven. Another perfect shot, sweetie. Pleasure doing business with you. I'll see you back at HQ. Uh, I think there's a part of me that doesn't quite hear her. I'm yes. in like a zone after, you know, hmm. hitting my mark. And I get closer to where the target was in, in the midst of the chaos. While still far enough away to be able to get away, I want to leave a note using Mage Hand. Perfect. Just a simple card in clean line stock, a little spritz of perfume, and, and the best calligraphy I can manage just says, Misery loves company. And you leave this note and are able to escape, escape with no problem as... The guards don't know where to look for where this came from. And everybody's panicking. And a couple days later, in the news and everything of the city, the note that you left is the only thing that they have a picture of inside the articles. And the titles are, Who is Misery and Why Do They Love Company? <laughs> and you go back to HQ for your debriefing with your captain, though you hate it because you like working on your own. But Nico is a guy that understands that. And he is just like you, likes working on his own, but he needs to debrief every person that works in is part of the rebellion. And you resign back to your room after the mission to decompress as you always do. How do you decompress misery? I will sit my gun down make sure it's clean uh, check the ammo make sure it's clean again and I think I'll talk to it okay what do you say? I wish this wasn't the only way 
I wish we could just get out of here and run away together. I, I don't like this life. But I know we have to do this, or it'll just keep happening. Just one target at a time, right? And as you decompress and talk to your weapon like this, we will jump now another five years to current time where you hear knocks on your door of your room. Uh, hello? Misery, you in there? Um... I... think I'll open the door. Yeah. Just to see who it is. It sounds like the dwarf guy. Standing outside your door is actually somebody you know. Um, it is Vel. Um, oh, a okay. green tiefling person with black horns and blue eyes and scars across their face. Uh, they stand there and go, uh, but Misery, look, Xander sent me to come get you, said he has some information. Um, he said it had to do with Project Reaper. I look back at my gun, and I go to get it. It's lying on my bed. Uh, it's nozzle up. Uh, it's barrel up on a pillow, like it's tucked in. And I gently pick it back up. And I say, Bell, good work. Take me to him. All right. Uh, let's go. Uh, and they kind of start, like, quickly walking, knowing that you like a quicker pace when it's an important subject. Yes. And they lead you through the corridors of all the places you know. You see, like, the enforcers and spec, spec ops training in, like, the gyms and everything like that. You see all of the um, tech people in the labs working, and you get to a giant metal door with a small satyr man standing in front of it you know this as um olivander the assistant to xander and he goes oh well uh hello there misery um i wow well you are you are definitely quick in getting uh the people we need uh xander is waiting inside for you um it is rather dire news uh, and they open the door for you to go in. Uh, I definitely walk in with a sense of importance at this point. Not that I'm more important than these people, but that I consider myself... Like, I hold my own life in more regard. Yes. 
So I will, I'm holding my gun military style where I have the butt in my one palm and it's like uh, uh, shoot across my shoulder uh, or yes. laying on my shoulder. Uh, almost like I'm cradling it, but, uh, and as I walk, I point my, I, I look down my nose at people. I don't uh, look mm. down at people or I, I look specifically down at people. I yes. don't tilt my head. So it kind of, I would probably have a reputation as somebody you wouldn't want to casually yes. approach, which I prefer. So I'll tell Val, go and run some trainings with the recruits. I'll see what Xander needs. You you got it. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping Nico's okay. That mission was a, a pretty serious one they got sent out on. Uh, but I'll go run those trainings. Uh, and they run off, and the door closes behind you uh, as in purple magical seal goes across the seam, indicating the silence that is cast on that door as no information in this room can get out. And Xander is standing at his windows overlooking the rest of the city with two cups of tea on the side table and the, between the two chairs that you know he usually sets up for company. And he's in his normal purple suit and attire with his hair, or sorry, his snakes pushed back, his sunglasses on, and he looks and he goes, Misery? Sorry. No. I know you never wanted this. And I know being a captain is not your priority, but you are our best option. Maven came back with information on, on Project Reaper. But there was a mole in our system. And Dorval is no longer a part of the Rebellion. He was a mole and took out all of our captains that were on this mission. Except for Maven. I'm as... What do you mean? I'm asking you to take the position of captain. Xander. You can't ask me that. We made a deal. I would join this rebellion and you would not... You would help me. You wouldn't get in my way. You wouldn't tie me down with all this bureaucracy. I wouldn't have to be a captain. I could just focus on my targets. It seems your targets are more in line with our captain's missions than they would have been in the beginning. Is there truly... Was... What's his, Dorval. his name? The mole? Dorval? The... Hard to remember. He's the dwarf that she met the first night we met. Yes. I don't have these written down. Um... Was he truly a mole, though? Yes. This isn't no. some trick. 
Yes. And the captains are dead. Their bodies are here. No, not in this in room. This room? <laughs> in this room? In the headquarters in the mall. Oh, geez. Maven brought them back. Oh, okay. You know, she doesn't go down easily. I know you didn't want to be tied down. But I could think of no one better to secede Nico than you. And I've just gotten word that Dawson Fisk could be in Kilyan where Dorval was last seen. That was his last mission? Yes. Let's see. Well, I suppose as much as I don't want this, I'll take the captain position. And it looks like I'll add Dorval's name to my list. I know. You never miss a shot. Thank you greatly. So how does this happen? Do I sign a paper? Oh, I mean, or... yes, you, 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 I can draw. I mean, I can draw up a contract if you want. I wasn't really going to draw up a contract because, like, this is a rebellion. Like, I'm not about that government shit. But, like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, like, we do this because it. we want to and we want to make the world better. But, like, you can still do your own missions and go on your own if you would like. Just know that you have a ground team to distract for you now. Also. Uh, and there is a meeting at sunrise tomorrow for the captains before you set off on your mission to kill Yon. Well then, I'll be there. And can we make Val the vice-captain? Oh, absolutely. I'd make myself vice-captain if I could, to be honest, but I Val's a good girl. Yes. Val is our strongest next to you in your division. Oh, she can go overboard sometimes. I don't know what you mean. I saw her rip out a man's throat with her teeth. Called going above and beyond. I don't know what you mean. She then put the teeth in her mouth and bit him with his own teeth. Yes. Yes. It was impressive. I'll take your word for it. Not the word I would use, but okay. Whatever gets the job done. I once saw her take out the kneecaps of a man. Like, she, that wasn't even a target. It was just a man. It was just... Yes. And Nell. One time, I saw her rip off a man's arm, shove it up his ass, and then reach down his throat to shake his hand. Oh, I did get told that story. I'm glad I didn't see yeah. it. I saw but, it. Now, like I've always promised you... 
will get you to that man so that you can end him. Well, Xander, as always, it's been a pleasure. I'll see you at sunrise, my friend. Uh, and then I'll leave the room. And that is where we will end our interview. Welcome to the captain's team, Misery. I cannot wait to start crossing names off this list. I, I can't know. either. A fantasy character. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to this interview. Uh, it was a sight into the wonderful mind of our player, Andrew, um, who does nothing but... Fill me with joy and terror for the characters that he creates. Um, you can find us on TikTok, Twitter. I'm not calling it X. Fuck that shit. Um, and <laughs> and Instagram. Uh, you can also find us on Tumblr, where we have a website with a lot of world lore and our cast and their characters. Um, and you can find us on anywhere that you listen to podcasts. That includes Spotify, Apple uh, Music, um, iHeartRadio, Samsung Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, and many more. Um, September 15th is the premiere of Season 2. Uh, and I cannot wait to defy the odds with all of you and show you where misery goes. Yes. <laughs>